0: Hey everyone, Camille here, and today I wanted to talk about sleep today. So this is the third in the series that I am trying to unpack these complex problems. Um, So this is for the person that says, hey, I want to lose weight, where do I start? Start with this podcast series and let's unpack each one of the elements that contributes to weight loss and muscle gain and living a healthier lifestyle overall. So sleep. We all know that sleep is very important to not just how we function in our daily life, but there's also a lot of hormonal benefits to getting the right amount of sleep at the right time of day. And so let's talk about how we can try to get more sleep and better sleep. So typically when someone says, I'm not sleeping well or during my weekly check-ins, sleep score is pretty uh, low, I typically ask, Is it because of work or life? And so I'm trying to find out if this is due to a factor that we can control or can't control. More often than not, I find that people aren't going to bed early enough. um, So then they end up cutting into their sleep time. So then they're only getting six, maybe seven hours of sleep a night. Because they're looking for that wind down time of usually watching a couple episodes of TV before we go to bed. But say you only watch two episodes, a TV per night, um, but if you times that by seven days a week, we're looking at a part-time job's worth of time being spent in front of the TV, and that time, if you applied that towards your sleep, could create significant help in your um, mission for weight loss. So, and really, it's counterintuitive, but the easiest way to start getting your body to go to bed earlier and earlier is actually by getting up earlier, because I'm sure we've all tried, yep, I'm going to go to bed at 9 p.m. tonight, and then you lay there with your eyes wide open. That's because you are you didn't get up any earlier that day, and so your body's not ready to go to bed yet until its usual, you know, 11, 12 o'clock um, previous bedtime. So I would say the actual act of going to bed earlier starts with actually getting up earlier. And so you're going to have a couple days that are going to be pretty tired and exhausted because you're getting up earlier and you still might not be ready to fall asleep um, at that early bedtime. But if you can survive the two or three days with a little bit more drowsiness, then we're going to be able to set ourselves up for success in in getting a really good sleep pattern um, set up. Obvious things. uh, I find a lot of times that people know what things they can do to help their sleep but we're going to talk about each one of those anyways. Um, I, so a lot of these might sound redundant or very self-explanatory or very common sense, I should say. Um, but we, we want to talk about it because you never know. Caffeine. Let's try to limit our caffeine intake. Um, probably try to cut that off by, you know, 1, 2 p.m. Um, just because, and this is probably actually one of my least favorite things to hear people say. Oh, caffeine doesn't affect me. Well, actually, caffeine is a stimulant and affects your body whether you feel the jolt or not. So, yes, caffeine actually does have an effect on you just because it's not working anymore. Um, And people always have a really big sense of pride associated with this, which I'll never understand. Um, Well, I do understand because that was me. I used to drink a ton of coffee and was too proud of it. I actually had said the words, If drinking more coffee is the biggest problem I got, then I'm doing all right. But in fact, caffeine is a stimulant, and due to extreme use over time, it can weaken your uh, the responsiveness of your adrenal glands. So then you become dependent on caffeine, and actually can exude you know caffeine withdrawal symptoms if you start to pull that back. Um, so limiting your reducing your caffeine in general is going to allow more of your natural energy to be present, and not have you be so reliant on that two three p.m caffeine kick. Um, so if we can start to, again, help those adrenal glands work in proper function. Um, the best thing that worked for me personally was taking the first form product called Adrenal Restore. It. I used one bottle of it. Um, you know, you take your, follow the instructions on the bottle. And I went from, like I said, drinking six cups of coffee a day and being utterly exhausted. Um, I quit for cold turkey for two weeks. Um, I had no headaches or anything like that, but I was taking about two naps a day, um, just extremely exhausted. And then I was like, all right, someone's got to give, went to the adrenal restore, took that, immediately had exponential increase in my energy. And it felt like a very natural energy. It wasn't shaky. There wasn't anxiety associated. And so that supplement for me personally did a lot of good Um, especially if you're coming from a very damaged adrenal gland state. Um, I would recommend using something, uh, you know, adrenal support products that can help to get your adrenal glands up and running again. And then we'll start working on, um, you know, nailing down those sleep patterns. Um, Another one that really helps to get your mind, your brain and body kind of ready for bed is cutting off that phone and TV um, you, you know they say like one to two hours before bed, but I'm, I'm also a person too, and I know that that's not always super realistic. Um, but what you can do is, you know, wear blue light blocking, blocking um, glasses and help to limit the light exposure that you have in the hours leading up before bed. So, you know, I'll turn on my salt lock, my salt rock lamp. <laughs> And it's kind of a warm glow, um, so I don't have any harsh, bright lights. Basically, when your body sees that blue light, it recognizes that as daylight, and it's triggering your body to stay alert and stay up and stay active, and it's stopping that melatonin, that natural melatonin production. So it's really important to kind of limit that overexposure, and same for in your room. Um, limit the light exposure, just because you can sleep with the light on in the corner of the room, or you know a couple lights here or there. Um, just because you can fall asleep doesn't mean it's the best for your sleep. Any source of light is going to um, decrease, I guess, the the quality of your sleep because your body thinks it's still light out. So you know, turning off all of the lights in your room um, can really help to get that body ready to wind down on its own and give it best case scenario for falling asleep. So another thing with that, um, a lot of times it's a ritual of getting our bodies ready to go to bed and one of my favorite ways to do that um to wind down was to drink a cup of sleepy tea um you do have to be mindful of you know how much liquid you're consuming right before bed if getting up in the middle of the night has been a problem um but drinking that warm sleepy tea that you know has some it's an herbal tea obviously non-caffeinated that's going to help your body relax and kind of get ready for bed um I don't, while I don't believe that it did anything very, you know, tangible for my sleep quality or ability to fall asleep, um, I do like how it got my body. I recognize that that was a cue to get my body ready for sleep and ready to go to bed. Um, And during that time, instead of, you know, looking to a TV to just kind of distract your brain, um, I would, you know, drink your sleepy tea and get out your notebook. So this is a really good time for those people that are, the, the blenders when we're going to bed, the, that brain just keeps on spinning. It's remembering what you have to do for the kids tomorrow, what, bre- what food you have to take out for dinner, what clothes you're going to wear, and that to-do list starts tacking up and up. And so having a notebook right beside your bed or being able to dump your brain before you go to bed is a really nice way to get everything kind of off that mental plate and you've, you've written, you've written it down so that you can address it in the morning or when you need to. It doesn't have to that stir, take up that consciousness um, right before we go to bed. And this is also a really great time to uh, write down some gratitude, you know, capture some memories. The best way to capture a memory is to rewrite it physically or mentally. So, Go over what was the best thing that happened today. And the more that you can do that. You're going to train your brain to look for more good things. Um, and same for gratitude. The more things that you can be grateful for. Um, the better. that Those more things your brain is going to be looking for. Um, so I kind of feel like it's like planting a seed right before you go to bed. You're like alright brain. Get dreaming about the good things. Um, because no one wants to go to bed stressing about the world and life. That's not good for our sympathetic. Our parasympathetic system. Um, or just our body as a whole whether mentally or physically. So if we can use a notebook to kind of dump our brain out get those tasks set aside then we can kind of clear that brain space and really start to get ready to turn our bodies off and go to bed. Um, And if that still doesn't work if you're like okay Camille I did your journal thing still didn't work my brain still swirls at night um, what do I do? I recommend sleep meditation, um, specifically a guided sleep meditation. So this is going to be something where it's going to walk you through, you know, a length of time where you're shutting down different muscles within your body and in a really calm, soothing manner. And what this does is it gives your brain something to follow as you drift into sleep. And they have different breathing techniques, um, that they'll ask you to do which also helps to physically calm your body down and kind of prime it for sleep. Um, sleep yoga. I've also done in the past. Um, that's a really good way to relax your body at the end of the day. You can do it while you're laying in bed. Um, and then it just kind of drifts you into sleep from there. Um, so I've used the app calm. I've used headspace. I currently use stop, breathe and think. Um, Any sleep meditation app, I would just look for a guided sleep meditation. Give a couple of them a try and see if that can help you to put the body and mind at ease and get ready for sleep. Another thing we can do um, that I think people actually go to this next topic too quick before they try all of these other natural, no-risk High reward um, tactics. You know, just using these different techniques, I would try these first before I would lead to something um, on more of the medicinal route, whether it be CBD oil or magnesium or melatonin. Now, melatonin, this is an interesting one because, um, you know, in these higher doses, it can be released into our body's system up to 24 hours after we ingest it. So I find that more often than not, you would likely fall asleep faster after taking your melatonin pill or gummy because of the placebo effect. You gave yourself permission to fall asleep um, because the chemical can actually be released um, later on in your system. And over supplementation of melatonin can lead to your body recognizing it doesn't need to produce it on its own where in fact if you were to do some of these other techniques and habits um you would be able to kind of hone in on your natural rhythm of melatonin production um like when you wake up early in the morning go barefoot on the grass outside and get in sunlight as fast as you can to turn off that melatonin production and get your body ready and awake cortisol production um, ready, ready for the morning, um, so that you can get your body used to. Okay, it's daytime. Let's go here, um, because naturally speaking, as your your body is going to respond to light as awake and dark as sleepy. Um, so you could lead to some of these other medicinal solutions um, if you've tried all of these other techniques. Um, CBD oil has a lot of research um, for it. Anytime there's any medication involved. Um, I always recommend doing your own research. Um, However, I have had, I I typically don't struggle with my um, ability to fall asleep on rare occasion, usually during a full moon. Um, But you could try CBD or um, magnesium, which tend to be two more natural alternatives. Um, But that is kind of would be where I would put my last resort in terms of ability to enhance the quality of your sleep. So start by get that alarm clock set up early, and honestly, set make sure that your alarm clock is on the other side of your bed, so you can't just roll over and press snooze or roll over and and turn off your alarm. You want to have your phone like across the room from you, so that you physically have to get up to turn it off, so that you don't have that um, op- option to. Turn the alarm or snooze the alarm because what snoozing does it really interrupts your sleep patterns. It if you try to fall asleep, your body immediately tries to go into another REM cycle during that snooze pattern, and then you'll wake up feeling extra groggy. We've all done it. We've all been there. You snooze and try to get the heaviest five minutes of sleep you've ever gotten in your life, and you wake up feeling like a you got hit by a truck, um, super exhausted. And there's actually scientific um, studies that show that, I forget the name of the effect that it's called, but basically when you snooze, your body takes like a couple hours to kind of wake itself out of that grogginess, Um, whereas if you just get up on the first crack, your body is going to be more likely to um, pop up and move on. Obviously, if you can not have to set an alarm, that is ideal to wake up when your body wakes up as it naturally cycles through. Um, your sleep cycles, um, but that's not usually the case for most people, myself included. Um, Also for um, sleeping, we want to make sure that we are getting in a really consistent habit. I know that it's hard to go to bed early on the weekends, but the more consistent we can be with our schedule, the better our body is going to be able to naturally get up on our rhythm And naturally kind of get into that cycle on its own time. So try to stick as close as you can to that sleep schedule to avoid having the Monday sleepies um, when you kind of jerk your body out of that off sleeping pattern. So hopefully this helped you kind of prioritize where you should start um, tackling sleep quality. Um, I tend to strive for eight to nine hours of sleep, but And I would say, you know, the more sleep, the better. There is a point of diminishing returns where you can tend to oversleep and get extra tired. But when in doubt, sleep it out. Sleep like it's your job and you're shooting for a raise because sleep is not only going to help you mentally stay sharp and awake, but sleep is also the time when your body repairs the muscle tissue that you damage during your workouts. So it's going to help you be able to build muscle and that's also when your body releases most of its fat that's burned or fat that's lost through your exhale. So if you want to be able to lose the most fat, um, you're going to lose most more of it when you're sleeping. So the longer you can sleep, the better that's going to be and the better your hormone um, production is, the more stable your hormone production is going to be if you're giving your body ample time to kind of press that reset button. Um And to be able to handle the stress that is put on day-to-day and not have to have it accumulate and be in a very stressed-out state. So hopefully that was helpful in unpacking what sleep can be. Um, And just remember, you know, watching TV is a privilege. So if we have a problem at hand and we started adding in this extra hour, hour and a half of exercise each day between, you know, meal prepping, exercising, foam rolling, stretching then that hour and a half is going to have to come from somewhere. And I would rather see it come from your TV time, rather, or any leisure time for that matter, before it comes from your sleep. Because that sleep is only going to help us in this journey. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for water.